It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines. Headliner questions on the way. The hour brought to you by our friends at Register Sausage. No, it's not. Although it is, it is, it is. It's kind of a mistake. It's not a crazy mistake. It's spiritual orthodontics. She also sponsors hour one. The two of them sponsor both hours. But traditionally, I lead with virtual orthodontics in this hour. Officially, Register sponsors the whole show. And this is Dr. Birch's hour, which is part of the whole show. So it wasn't incorrect. Yeah, I just. But we've already. Uh, gave extra love. Just a little cross promotion. Virtual orthodontics. And they don't mind, man. No. They're all part of the same happy family. No, the best in the business. Stop moving around in there, Corey. We can all hear you. I got hey, I got so, a chair that doesn't creak as much. So I texted him that yeah. and he told me to shut up. Well <laughs> So I like the fact that you now corrected him on it. It was very loud in the first hour, but I uh, I know I got a di- I got a different chair. It doesn't creak as bad. See? You can barely even hear it now. Well, let's just stop all that wiggling. Sit still. Sorry. I man, I can't. You're I like my twelve year old son just can't keep it together. I know. Laugh. Has to get up, walk around, take math tests. Just so excited up. about so what you, we were talking about then last so you, hour. So you're going to Dr. Birch uh, later this week? Is that what you said? Yes, I am Thursday. Thursday, yeah. You might. There's no telling who you're going to see because, you know, really. It's a social gathering. It is. It it's, is. It's the place to be. I've seen tons of people that listen to this show, my show, read all the stories on Warchant.com, listen to Wake Up Warchant, <laughs> all the stuff. So when I went in there to talk to Dr. Birch a couple weeks ago about her 20th anniversary, which is uh, this year, and we're going to have more information about it, it was actually her birthday, 28th, and uh, 33rd. Wow, she's been doing this since she was eight. <laughs> awesome. They uh, they actually, the, her staff had gotten her a surprise birthday cake, and they brought it out to her while I happened to be there. And she and one she of them, shared cake? She, they offered the cake. I, I oh, turned it down. you turned it down, yes. Uh, politely. But I did, but they said that they felt like I'm, we are part of the family. Oh, how about so that? So they, they felt like it was good to have the celebration while I was there. But if you guys were there, it would have been the same thing. And Corey could have told everybody how good they look because he is the. <laughs> That's uh, his thing. I do. his thing. I'm a hype man. Uh, Mark wants to know, why on earth do men's college basketball play halves when everybody else at all levels plays four quarters? Yeah, women's basketball used to college basketball used to do halves too they switched they to kind of go along with like the international game and mm-hmm. and uh the men have like nope we're not doing it why not good question i don't know no reason the women one of the reasons the women's game wanted to incorporate it was because they thought it would be make more excitement more end of quarter situations yeah 
Um, I guess college basketball is like, no, we're no, good. No, no, we like it. We, we don't want any excitement. No, we we want to be as boring as possible. <laughs> we don't need all that excitement, everybody. What would what would Leonard do when a guy got two fouls in, in the, the first, first quarter? Well, same as he does in the first half. So they I just mean, wouldn't he, play he, the whole never play quarter. ever, yeah. Uh, which is, and I love Leonard. Damn it, man. That's just asinine a lot of times. It just is. But he, I love him. It's both of you guys. I, I'm, I, I understand where he's coming from. But I uh, understand your frustration as well. I'm in the middle. I mean, if it's a guard, just tell him, hey, man, don't reach anymore. We need you on the court, but, though. Don't get a foul. But the problem is he he feels like defense is so important that he doesn't want guys out there not being committed to defense. He well, doesn't want them when, just kind of coasting. When you have defense. precious few people who can put the ball in the basket I agree. in certain situations, you're going to have to <laughs> I let agree. that go. I agree. I understand where you're coming from. but uh, I, I, you know. That's a toughie. Uh, speaking of register sausage, by the way, they did chime in. Our boys chimed in. Fellas, with FSU baseball a few weeks away, how are we feeling about the season? It's an actual question. And there's a hashtag. Ben uh, wrote, well, it's just links for link and sausage fam. There you go. Sausage. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think we're all excited about the baseball season, very. right? My neighbor came over the other day, saw me out in the yard working. He's very respectful. He doesn't try to bother me with sports questions. When does when does he know when it's okay to approach you and when it's not okay? Have you set those ground rules with the whole street? Early on, yeah. early on, I let the neighborhood know. Just because I'm here doesn't mean you have access. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, but no, uh, he and I get along swimmingly. He's a great guy, and anyhow, he did he did say that he's been thinking a lot about Florida State baseball lately. I feel like there's a rather sizable contingent that echoes that sentiment. I I do. People are pumped. Where did he go? That's a good thing. Uh, and how do we feel is the question. What do we think about the team? I think they're going to be good. I don't know if they're Omaha good yet, but I think they'll be buttoned up. I don't think guys are going to get picked off of first with a runner occupying second, which did happen a year ago. <laughs> you know, one, one thing I'm excited about, one thing, I really, one thing I'm really looking forward to seeing is, well, not that, but also, you know, Chuck Rostano, the pitching coach, like he's one of these guys that really believes, if you read some of the comments he's made in the past and the conversations we've had with him since he's been here, he believes that the pitcher's approach on the mound really sets the tone for the whole team. And, and, if, and if the pitcher looks like he's competing and in control, that, that affects your whole team, your whole defense. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. Now, if a guy throws 98 with great stuff, then, you know, maybe it doesn't matter what he looks like on right. the mound. Right. He's missing but bats. I, yeah. I feel like the presence on the mound is something that was not – when Parker Messick was out there, yes, he has it. But a lot of the other guys that they threw out there on the mound did not have that presence. I want to see – now, again, if you don't have good stuff, you got the best presence in the world and you're going to get shelled. But I'm excited to see that part of it. Uh, Justin writes, a thread on the boards got me thinking today. What changes schematically would you all like to see on defense in 2023? And then he writes, more slash better zone play, less vanilla scheme overall. They didn't run a vanilla scheme. They run what a lot of people run. I think the upgrade in talent, specifically a defensive tackle, will allow us to dial up some better looks on defense. I think you can get you – you can have a greater variety of looks up front because of your depth. Um, you can slide some guys inside. You can go real big. You can do a lot of different things up front. I do believe you can give a different look up front. I just think that there will be an improvement now that you have an improvement in teaching zone concepts on the back end to some degree. But Florida State, it, it to me, it, it wasn't really scheme that was the problem. Uh, they just needed to get better players and a better depth of talent. 
Uh, we'll see. I mean, they do have to be able to run zone better. They have been lost in zone for much of Norvell's time here. I mean, goes back to yeah, it goes back away. a long time. Yes, yeah, they weren't they weren't running great zones no, with Harlan Barnett either. A little frustrating. No, Harlan Barnett didn't do anything. Well. <laughs> let me let me ask. I you. thought you were going to go further back than Harlan Barnett. Well, yeah, but Harlan let, Barnett didn't run anything real well. No, no. Let me ask you this though. So, and I guess this is where like I'm not the I, I know I come off like I'm apologizing for Adam Fuller, which I shouldn't. They they had a good defense last year overall, but I think it if it bothers me a little bit when people like sink they point to okay, there's a busted coverage. Well, there's a teams, they run all those bunch sets to get busted coverages. Yeah. Like, well, you see them in the NFL. They're pick plays. And so it's not <laughs> like this is – that's all my point is people feel like this is fundamental stuff that never happens to anybody else. It's like, man, watch college football games, watch NFL games. Those things happen. You like to hap- happen less. Yeah. Uh, but I think with better players, the schemes are going to look a lot they better. Didn't have, they didn't have a ton of No, but there was a one late think. last in the, the Florida game, right? Florida game, for sure. I think somebody brought this up on Wake Up War Chant, that how hard it is to communicate at home for the defense when the crowd is being so loud. And it makes sense. They, it's hard to communicate. You can't hear each other because they're trying to make it hard for the offense. Now, you don't want to tell the crowd to shut up. You, you want them to be the 12th man, but sometimes that could – I mean, I feel like most of their busts are at home. When the crowd's all excited, think about the Notre Dame game last year with the best tight end in the country, just waltzing free because they can't communicate. Now, that's not an excuse. Get better at communicating. But you think when they practice, maybe when they're practicing for a big home game, they put the crowd noise on for that, too, to get the defense used to it. That's all I'm saying. Better players saying, will game. see them play better and get more stops. I do think their zone has been terrible and some of their technique. I, listen, I was openly calling for a new Secondary coach, we got one. I'm not going to sit here and bitch. Let's see what happens. But I think I also, they got a guy that's going to teach it well. Yeah, and that's, you're talking about fundamentals. I don't know that with Randy Shannon and Adam Fuller in that room that Patrick Sertain is going to come in and change schemes. Is oh, he's not going to come in and change schemes. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely correct. But You know what, real quick, though? One, one, just, it's not even a scheme. The thing I like in the NFL a lot, the 49ers did it a ton. So did somebody else this weekend. They will have seven dudes at the line of scrimmage three dudes standing up looking like they're ready to blitz at all times. Now they don't always do that. Most of the times they don't actually, they fire back out, but Florida state doesn't do that a ton. I would like to put some pre-snap pressure on the quarterback by not knowing who's rushing, who's coming, where they're coming from. Um, Make it a little more confusing with guys at the line of scrimmage, instead of playing in a base four, three with your nickel slot, your safeties, like I would like to see a little more guys closer to line of scrimmage, maybe coming. You can do it if you have better players that are capable. Well, true. You well, know, hey, you got them now, baby. Well, they're getting there. They're still not elite no, no, linebackers, no. so we'll see. Let's see how much yeah. how much they can You're do right. with that. You're they're right. not elite at safety right now. So San, San Francisco is maybe elite at linebacker. Yeah, or San Francisco yeah, has man, one, of the, good one of the best grief. defenses in football. Are nuts. Yeah, <laughs> you can do you can do some things with those guys. You can. Jeez. They're they're versatile, Corey. They can do a lot of things, <laughs> my man. Uh, Butch writes, "Hello, boys. I'm curious if the talk." Talk about FSU potentially playing in Ireland actually has a chance. Have I you mean, heard this? I mean, just that it's out there because they, they met with the guy. But I mean, let's go. Okay. We're not breaking that news here. It no, could happen. It could happen because Ireland wants games and yes, they do. Teams are going over there. So Florida State certainly could be in that mix. So uh, I, I pseudo did work this past year or worked with uh, Nebraska, who played their first game over there in Ireland and talked with Sean Callahan, who runs their site. Other, other than the game, how was the experience? Yeah, the experience was incredible. Their players and all the people that chimed in on the shows we did said that it was awesome and that the people in Ireland embraced football. They wanted to know more about it. They loved it. 
Uh, the stadium experience itself was fantastic. I've actually been to Ireland, spent 10 days there, went all drove throughout the, the island. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I would echo those sentiments. So if we get a chance to go over there, that won't suck. Just letting you know. They have ships to Ireland, right? Like, you don't <laughs> yeah. have to fly, right? You're getting on a plane, my man. You're not going to turn Ireland. a trip for down. Ireland, I might. Yeah, I think you would do it. Uh, David writes, I admit that I've had a hard time buying that we could be talking about a playoff contender next year. Then I thought about history. FSU played in the first BCS championship game and won the last one. They played in the first 14 playoff. Might they win the last one? So, and then he, oh, yeah, like yeah, he gets some into symmetry there. I yeah. like that. And he gets into uh, some of the other aspects of it. It becomes a novel. So I think we should stop there. That'd be Plus, great. 93, 2013 with the threes. Got the threes going. Let's go. Mm. You don't want to skip another three. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to three. You're looking for another national title. But, you know, again, like last night, Tom and I were talking about it on the Monday Smash. You, you, when you look at this offense, it's hard to not like you. You catch yourself talking about how good this team can be, and you feel like, "What am I doing here?" But then you realize, man, there's reasons. There's reasons across the board to be really excited about this team. Why would you not be excited about this? Yeah. Why would you not think yeah. this team has legitimate? Well, I, I think I think it's reasonable, like fair-minded, reasonable, well balanced and you know fans can think to themselves man Florida State's gonna be really good next year and it doesn't mean you think they're gonna win the national title it just means you think that they're one of the 10 to 12 best teams in the country with a shot who wouldn't be yeah. pumped up about that like I, I mean yeah. I am I think they are doesn't mean I think they'll win the national title does mean I think that they are a contender Corey and I just got done doing a video with Gene and, and we talked about that very thing I think it's a no-brainer to say that they're a playoff contender how can they not? TCU just went to the playoff and played for the national title. They were sub-500 the year prior. Florida State has shown much more evidence that they are closer to a run like that than TCU did. Now, I'm not – I mean, again, that was an outlier. But I believe Florida State has shown enough evidence that they could be in the playoffs. Doesn't mean they'll get there, but they certainly have enough talent to get there. And they're going to have some things to overcome along the way in order to do it. I don't think they're going to be an elite defense next year. Well, but Corey – and Corey said earlier, you've got – Potentially have an elite quarterback. You've got some elite skill players. You've got an elite. You've potentially got an elite defensive line. I think the offensive line is going to be better than it was this year. I, I really. Got some I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. But uh, I think the offensive line is actually going to be better next year than it was this year. I really like the guys they brought. I agree in. with I you, think, by the way. Okay, well there you go. No, we're on the same. So page now, I mean, again, the the elements you're looking for, they they've kind of got those elements. The offense is going to. I think we can just say it. Again, you can never – you don't know who's going to get hurt, who isn't. But as they stand today, looking at what they've brought in and what they have coming back, you can safely just say straight up, Florida State will have a very good offense next year, period. It's full stop. Don't yeah. have to, you don't have to qualify it with anything else. They will. Todd writes, which previous FSU team will the 2023 team <clears throat> most likely resemble? 2012, very talented but falls just short. 2013, put it all together. 2017, huge expectations, but a disaster. I would be surprised if it was the last one. So in 2017, I thought. What if Jordan Travis breaks his leg in the first well, game? But see the difference again. We can't. We don't know about. But the e but, but even with that, that team wasn't. People point to like, oh, Jimbo stopped caring when DeAndre got hurt. Jimbo had kind of stopped caring the year before. Jimbo Correct. didn't even want to be here that year. Correct. I was screaming from the mountaintop, yeah. guys, we're in trouble. This is not going where we think it's headed. I mean, I, yeah. there were real warning signs. All Now, I don't blame the fans who maybe didn't see that. And this isn't one of those I told you so. 
It's that if you're not there and you don't get an opportunity to kind of talk to the people around the program on a daily basis, we know certain people within the athletic department that we have as sources. I talked with Jimbo every Sunday, and I saw the instability of his personality and where that was headed, like some of the problems in his life. There were a lot of telltale signs that things were not going to go well. In I don't know that the fans knew that, but you could sense it. Well, and it wasn't it wasn't one of those situations because somebody, somebody might hear that and say, well, I don't remember Ira writing that. I don't remember Corey writing that. When you're still winning 10 games a year, it's hard to go, well, this is a disaster. But DeAndre, DeAndre's injury masked the problems that were underneath the problem, the underneath the program. And so when he got hurt, it was easy to point to that. But that wasn't the reason that team stunk. And so if something happened to Jordan or any player on this team this year, you, the the entire foundation of your program is not going to be collapsed because of that. Well, they got a really good culture. Yeah. The, I, I the foundation was already broken before that injury and before that game. Corey, you don't have anything to say on this on this point here? I, I was worried about your mic. Your mic was uh, worrying me a little bit. It sounded a little staticky, like a drive through again. It was we good? Strange. We all yeah, good here? I, I, I think we are. I don't know what it is. But yeah, no, but I, I do agree. I think it's a better foundation. But I think if Francois doesn't get hurt in 17, just by sheer talent. I mean, yeah, Josh Sweat, the great Josh Sweat, apparently, Derwin, um, Cam Akers. I mean, you're probably going to win eight or nine games. It doesn't fall off a cliff. Like it, I mean, they were three. They didn't lose games because they didn't lose to BC because of talent. Yeah, but that by they that time they were throwing the five. hell out. Like they they didn't have an offense that could move. They had a James Blackman wasn't good, and he was a true freshman that wasn't good. So you beat you beat Miami with DeAndre Francois. You beat I mean you just do. So maybe they have a different feeling on the season. But again, that's a that's a nine win season in the easy conference that masks the underlying foundation where it was just going to crumble. It was getting worse and worse. I'm not disagreeing with you, but there's no way they're three and six if DeAndre Francois is the quarterback through the first nine games. I also think there just I, isn't. I, but I, they still I, wouldn't have been what we thought they were going to be. I say it is. I just think the program. We'll, I think we'll it was never a, a know, wreck. but I think that the program was careening off the road there, and I think they were in trouble. I, I also think they could have accidentally won a few more games, obviously, if they'd had uh, uh, somebody other than James Blackman playing quarterback. Uh, or, if, or if they coached differently with a freshman quarterback correct. who had never played college football correct. before. Will the ACC well, yeah. have FSU play its toughest conference opponents three in a row again in October for 2023 as they did in 2022? But we'll know. When does that come out? Monday. Next week, yeah. Yeah, next Monday oh, night. Yeah, Monday. Right. They're okay. making a show of it, right? Yeah, so we'll know. Uh, you know, but the, here's the thing about that. When the schedule came out, people at Florida State felt pretty good about that schedule. Nobody was like, oh, no, those three games are a disaster because there were some nice things about it. You got the week before Clemson off. You got the week before LSU off. Was that correct? The year, the week after LSU off. Um, so you, it, the way it worked out, it wasn't like people went into that year thinking that stretch is going to doom them. And I don't know that it was. I, you know, if they beat NC State, I think that that stretch comes yeah. out differently. You also got Wake right after they played Clemson, and you got NC yeah. State right after they played Clemson, yeah. and then you got a week off before Clemson. Like it, there was no, you, the that schedule wasn't, wasn't the schedule. reason they lost no, those games. It wasn't a problem. And by the way, this year they're suited to paste the vast majority of the teams on the schedule, no matter what order they're put in. <laughs> they're, you know what I'm interested in? It, Florida State typically, and I know fans don't really like the non-Saturday games, but they were good to Florida State this past year. And also, if you have a guy that you really think can make a run at a at a Heisman playing in a, on, in a conference that doesn't get a lot, of, a lot of national attention, Florida State might again be lined up for a couple of Friday night games, I would think, this year. I don't think they'd be upset with that. 
Yeah, well, the Florida game won't happen. I don't think. Cause I don't think Florida would want it, and it's their choice because it would be there. Um, I don't think they were. I don't think they fought doing it this year, but I don't think it's something they want to do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not the worst thing in the world. I know a lot of people don't like it because of what it conflicts with high school football. I hate it. I um, hate it across the board. And there's, you know, parents of players I know that don't like it because they think high school football should be Friday night. Also, when you have all eyes on a pro- your program, you, you you know, that that's your only chance to get it for unless you're playing Clemson and it means something, that's your only chance to get it. I understand the point you're making, but we're not some bitch ass program that nobody's watching. And if you're they, if it, you're top 10 next year, those yeah, they're going to be, be they're going to be watching us. Seminole headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Z-Chan wants to know who's going to be at the game tonight. I'll be there with bells on. Let's go. Maybe a repeat score from this fall, right? Z-Chan. 45-3 to is tough to do in basketball. But a 42-point win. But a 42-point win? Okay. Yeah. I like the idea of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I Thanks. Bet- Thanks, Z-Chan. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Z-Chan, as always. Uh, Corey's in Atlanta. He won't be there. Ira and I will be there. We will. There you go. I don't know if I'm going to be wearing bells this time. Maybe. I like that you do that. It's a tradition that many journalists have uh, really been that loyal to. Are you going to rush the court, Jeff, if they win? No, I'm in a box, Corey. I I can't get down on there. You can't get down there. Good point. Sorry, my bad. But... But I will. I'll I'll tilt another beer and, and eat some more food or something obnoxious. All right. Is um, there something we can send them for the Bohica if they get it? Like it feels I can like send they them a get photo something. of the Bohica. Like, hey, this is what you guys. This is what you. You're lucky I didn't take the court with this thing to further humiliate you. Sending that image by. You think US I'd get mail, arrested? You think that'd be, be a problem? Issues. Yeah. Who would I send it to? Just the athletic department. <laughs> Just Chuck Walsh. I'm sending it to Miami. I want them to oh. hang it up in their facility. Care of Jim Laranega. Yeah, they are the owners of uh, the Platinum Bohica. They get they get to be reminded of their shame. Maybe it's a motivator. Maybe I should not send that because there will be 
hell bent on never having that happen. Not getting the double. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't. You, yeah. Certainly right. not the diamond. Uh, Timmy writes, uh, Pete Thamel reported that Sertain Sr. will be the secondary coach. Does that mean Fuller won't be coaching the safeties? Corners and safeties will be under Sertain and not split between Fuller and Sertain. Uh, is that what that means? Is what Timmy is. Asking. I don't think so. I think Marcus Woodson was the secondary coach. It's, yeah, they, they use defensive backs interchangeable with secondary. Yes, they do. And those two coaches are going to work together. Um, yeah, Adam Fuller wouldn't have a position to coach if he didn't work with the DBs. Uh, and Fuller communicates all the time with them. And seven on seven, 11 on 11, he's always talking with the DBs. And if you're the defensive coordinator, you would have to. You're coordinating Correct, yeah. the defense. Uh, Hunter writes, if we start out 12-0 and 0 before we hit ACC play with Pitt, what's our record to finish the year before this? I think he means 2-0. and 0? What? 12-0. and 0. Hunter writes, and I'm an idiot. That's me. He's talking mm. about basketball. I was thinking football. I'm like, what All is right. he talking about? All I right. figured this out very quickly because, you know, I got to lock it in. My bad, Hunter. I apologize to you. If we start out 12-0 and before we hit ACC play with Pitt, what's our record to finish the year before the tourney? How tough is the ACC? The ACC is not tough. It's not a good league. It's a pretty balanced league this year, though, right? Very yeah, there's balanced. not any great teams. There's not any uh, – well, there are some horrible teams. Louisville is god-awful. Mm. Um, we were – Notre Dame is much better. But I, I would – look, they, they're not going to – they're still probably – they're not going to get to 500 – they could maybe make some noise in the tournament. I think maybe they could true. be a Cinderella in the tournament. I think they're going to be a team that people are mad they have to play. It is interesting, though, you know, the fact that, again, the, 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 the highlights are pretty cool. You know, like being up 20-something points at Notre Dame, being up 17 at halftime against Florida. Uh, you know, the, it's not like it's a team that just gets pummeled. And, and so they've shown those moments, and now you are better. So, yeah, I think they'll be uh, – I think there'll be a tough out in the tournament. In the ACC I wish they'd play. I wish they'd play Baba more. I was texting with Ira. I don't know what he played. Fifteen minutes against Pitt. The way he moves on both, especially defense. Uh, those guards don't smoke him like they smoke the other big players on Florida State's team. So they can't get in the paint and then kick out for wide open threes. I would love to see that kid. What it looks like when he's playing thirty minutes a night. I do think they're building towards yeah, him playing a lot more back. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I don't think there's any denying what you just described. He is a really impactful player. Uh, I also love watching him play. I, I, there's, there's a feel for the game that he has. Obviously, the length and athleticism for a guy that size, you just don't see it that often. You understand yeah. why people are all excited about him. I just think they're trying to build him towards. The ACC tournament, basically. I mean, that's their only yeah. chance to get into the dance is you got to get him right and everybody else at just the right time because they're not getting there in the regular season. Yeah. And my little old private world, like, goal, hope, is that maybe the one blessing to Baba not playing this whole season is that he maybe comes he comes back. And now you look at that team, you get Ganey back, you get him back. I don't, I'm going to guess Matthew Cleveland's moving on. Uh, but you have a chance for Leonard to have a really good year. We all want Leonard Hamilton to have at least one more really good year uh, before he hangs it up, and, and that could be it if Bob and Miller comes back. But the way Florida State's going, he would come back and then get dysentery. Thanks for that uh, positive thought from Corey Clark. <laughs> Along with Jordan writes, Travis breaking his leg in the opener. Is it too <laughs> Anything early else you got? Yeah. Knock it on wood. Is it too early to tell whether Napier and company is a tire fire at UF? Yes. Do you think he ultimately succeeds? Um, I don't know the answer to that part of the question. I will say, Tucker, it's too early to say that it's a tire fire. I like, given that 
I want Florida to lose their games. I like that there is seemingly a disconnect between the administration, obviously their collective, their head coach, and those that are contributing to this situation. They're not on the same page, and that's a real good sign. You like that confusion, the lack of leadership. You like the inconsistency. You like the fact that they had a rogue guy decide he was going to reset the market for a player that nobody would have paid $13 million for, although Miami apparently was going to pay a good, pretty penny to Two-thirds uh, of it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, but I don't. I, I think it's too early to say that, that he's going to be a failure. I mean, we don't know that. The, but the challenge he's going to have is the same thing we talked about last with summer with Mike Norvell, is at Correct. some point you've got to get some positive energy going. Mike Norvell, it was going into year three, but that was only because we were giving him a pass on year one. You know, there's a lot of UF fans who are not believing right now in what Napier's doing. And if you have another stinker year, oh. it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's where it becomes – so people want results so quickly now that if you don't show something in that second year, it's hard to, to get that momentum going. Well, and that's why I was worried for Mike Norvell. I, I, I called that year three the one that was so pivotal. Hey, he's got to win. And it wasn't because I was commenting on his coaching acumen. I thought he was a good coach. We had both seen Corey had two. And, no, I've, and, most, people, and, and most people think from what you hear in the business, Billy people, Napier's a good coach. Napier has respect of his peers. Mm-hmm. He's thought of as a good coach. You would but think he'll do well. There's too much momentum and weight going in the wrong direction after a certain amount of time for you to get it turned around. And kids begin to doubt, and you have real problems. It just piles up against you over time. But that's year one. And there were enough moments in year one, I would argue, if I was being a pro Florida guy, there were enough moments in year one with a wildly inconsistent quarterback to still be pretty excited about where they think that's headed. Now, you know, obviously the collective is another discussion, but, yeah, it's too early to say. And they've got got some positive momentum because they did kick that field goal in the fourth quarter of the bowl game. (laughs) It was. So, the was, streak is alive. Yeah. Of not to avoid being the shut shutout. Out. So yeah. they still got that going for Very, them. very, very important. Chris writes, after listening to Roddick, I'm very worried our seasons with Adkins are surely short-numbered. Is his predecessor already on the staff, or will it be an outside hire? You think maybe Tokars, he's done a great job with the quarterbacks. Um, well, Heck, it might be Roddick. Yeah. Roddick can coach uh, these guys yeah, next year. Yeah, it might be. I was just going to say, he's so impressive it could be. Uh, Chris, no, I don't think it's Tokars. I think he's doing a great job with the quarterbacks. No, I think he was he, saying, is there a similar situation, situation where you bring in somebody yeah. from Hales? They do have, I mean, Alex Atkins gives a lot of credit to the two guys that help him out a lot. Cooper Williams is the GA, mm-hmm. and Gabe Fertitta is the analyst, and they do help a lot, and he gives them a lot of credit for it. They're a great group together. I don't know that either one of them would be next in line for that position. Chris Thompson, the tight ends coach, has coached offensive line before. He might be an option. They could go elsewhere. But, again, I've been saying it for months now, and I continue to say it. I don't think Alex Atkins is in as big a rush to become a head coach as everybody seems to think. So I wouldn't panic about him leaving anytime soon. I think he likes what he's doing. I think he likes working for Norvell. And I think he thinks they're getting it rolling here. And he might have even better opportunities down the road. That's the concern is that I agree with you. I don't think there's any evidence to suggest he can't wait to get out of here. Some guys are hell-bent on being a head coach as soon as possible. We've seen a couple of guys come through here in recent memory who were, in fact, fit that uh, descriptor. But I do think that his reputation in the industry has grown to where more people would look at him than they had, say, each of the last two years. I think they're beginning because Florida State is succeeding, and he is extremely well thought of. And now he's recruiting exceptionally well. So I do worry that if Florida State goes to the college football playoff this year, Ira, he could be a candidate for a really good job somewhere. I, I don't dismiss that, but uh, I think part of it is 
you know, your desire and what you're putting yourself in line for. And I just haven't seen any signs of him showing that desire to be on a fast track to be a head coach. There's other assistants have done this. I mean, there's a oh, lot of sure. assistants that have stayed assistants at a high level for a long time. But he may want to do that. Right. I'm not discounting that premise right. either. I'm just saying that the opportunities are going to be much greater the more this team wins and the more that reputation I'm just, grows. I'm just pushing back. There seems to be a narrative out there that he's going to be on the first train once he gets a good offer. And just like they thought he would jump at Charlotte, Charlotte or, yeah. or, or Tulane because yeah. he had worked there before. I just don't think he that might, that's his Look, his and I, I don't know if this makes sense or not, but he might want to strike when the iron is hot. Is this a new one you came up Did, with? Just, just, I don't, explain, does that even make sense? Explain I, I, I've that been one, Corey. How does that, what do you mean by that? I mean, How like, does one strike he has when the a, iron is hot? You don't want to use an iron when it's cold. But I actually don't, don't know what that saying means. Yeah, like, I don't know what the literal saying is. What do you mean strike? Maybe it's I think when you're striking someone in the face with a hot iron. It's yeah, more effective it's than old, a cold iron? Yeah. Cold iron doesn't do as much if damage because it doesn't burn the skin. If your face with an iron one way or the other, you got a problem. But you got a problem, but you're not burned. Like You're burned and you're all screwed up. Yeah. But Brent Venables is a guy who the iron was hot for a long time. His for son him. was there, though, too, and all that. I mean, there was a big part of it. All right. Atkins is leaving in four months. Why do you think I'm saying that? Nobody's <laughs> saying everything that. everything I say, you're no. throwing out a different reason why. I didn't throw out a different reason. I just noted you that said, they well, will they have the playoff, greater opportunities. Yeah, he will. I'm just, I, well, just that's the end of the conversation. He'll have greater opportunities. Yeah, Doesn't I was going to say, legitimately, like, if, if Jordan Travis has the year you're thinking he's going to have, if they win 10 or 11 games, and they're losing so much off next year's team, and – a power five job becomes available. I think you strike when the iron is hot in that regard. He's not going to leave for Charlotte or that Tulane. That part is true. I no, agree no with Iron on that. Sailed. He was never going to leave. <laughs> Stop with the ships have sailed. He was never going to leave for a sorry job. You and I agree on this. We're not arguing about this. But I think if you have greater opportunities, he might consider them. I didn't say he wouldn't. I'm just saying I don't think that that – there's nothing I've gotten any sense that that's his goal right now in his career is to be a head coach. He's only been a Power 5 assistant coach for three years. So, again. We should ask him. Maybe some people have. No, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, we should ask if he wants to be a head coach. I remember asking Jimbo one time, do you want to go to the NFL? Who's? I mean, I don't think he's. Uh, no, he wouldn't he's be not answered the on the no. record. But more more the importantly, guys, more importantly, Scott Kennebrew chimed in and said, when you're forging iron, you strike it. You, you got to hit it when uh, it's hot. Where are the idiots then? There you go. You got it. Yeah. I thought you were hitting people with irons like that you used to iron clothes. I thought you hit them in the face with it when they were I hot. also like that Scott Kinnebrew is like, oh, my God, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> aren't <laughs> you all metal workers? <laughs> what are you doing? Have you not forged kinda, iron? Now that he says it, though, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. sense. I've seen those uh, those yeah. jeans commercials You've or whatever where they, they were. Do the, the, car, the Ford truck commercials. Yeah. Any of the History Channel specials where they show people who yeah. did that sort of stuff. Yeah, they're striking well. Uh, have you guys ever heard That's of... That's also what Snoop Dogg said, I think. Did he? Strike it while it's hot. Oh, there you go. Good song. Uh, have you guys he ever heard that. of the Berryman National Championship? Apparently the Knowles won it in 1987. Wikipedia says the Berryman Quality Point Rating System rates teams by strength of schedule, win-loss record, points scored, and points allowed. And it's used to select historic national champions and is registered by the NCAA in its FBS record book uh, discussed da, 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 Wikipedia. He, he sent a link. Metrics. 87. So were the national champions from 87? I mean, you I know Alabama would claim it. I love that 87 team. You know what we ought to do is just like Clemson did, we need to put up our conference championship, national championship. Yes. All of that just right up there on the 
the wall of uh, accomplishment. You can put an asterisk next to it and say Berryman or whatever, but yeah, if somebody claimed you a national champion, take it. Thomasville did. Remember, Ira, in 74, the or whatever that the team was national in Thomasville that won the national championship, They some newspaper guy just said they were national champions, and they claimed it. They even had a loss that year with William Andrews, and they still won the national championship. So Florida State could very well claim a 1987 national championship. Sean writes, what is the biggest difference we all see from a Wink coach team this year? I'm going to get less texts from Sean complaining about the baseball team. I think that's going to be a big difference. That's uh, one. <laughs> uh, I I think it's um, – man, I just think there's going to be a focus and an attention to detail. I mean, I think th- those are the two things you're going to be able to see right away. Um, again, the things we were talking about last season, the, the, some of the base running errors, some of the sloppiness, I think that's going to be cleaned up pretty quickly. I don't know if the talent is going to be markedly different. I think the – the attention to detail is going to be different pretty quickly. You can affect that pretty quickly. The Yes, the inexcusable uh, errors that you see on a regular basis. I'm not talking about physical errors as in I can't pick up the baseball, uh, but the dumbassery on the base path, I think a lot of that swing and miss is going to go away. Now, baseball is a game that has a lot more swing and miss than it used to, uh, but I think you'll see far fewer uh, swings and misses in terms of the approach. And I also think that perhaps, Ira and Corey, this is the part I think that people should be excited about, or I'm excited about maybe. If you are able to affect the clubhouse with an entirely different feel and day-to-day existence, do you get the most out of the talent you do have in a way that you certainly weren't last year? I think a lot of guys were disgruntled. I don't think I know. A lot of guys were disgruntled last year and coming to work every day to use the example. If you're in a place where you don't like your coworkers, you don't like your boss and you don't like the situation you're in, it makes it hard to do your best work. So I have a feeling that a lot of guys are going to play better this year just because they're going to be happier. There was a blame it on whoever you want to blame it on. There was really bad chemistry in that locker room and and that would be better. Yeah, that has to be be better. Corey, you're excited about anything? I mean, yeah, it kind of felt like a pall over the program last year, just it, just in general. Um, and I, you got to think that's lifted um, just with fresh blood, not saying any ill will about meat or anything, but just a different personality, somebody that's in their first year. So there's no pressure that his job might be on the line or anything like that. Just a completely different personality. And you think it should be a positive impact because Link has had a positive impact every program he's been at. Correct. Yeah, there's evidence to that end. Yeah. Parker writes, if we don't get a transfer safety, who would be your two starting safeties next year? Also, don't let Stephanie get a good long look at Link, Corey. He's another good looking guy. She's got eyes for only two guys, me and Norvell. The thing is, Link is shorter, and she clearly likes shorter guys. Not taking a shot. She's got a type is what you're saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Let's let's not go crazy. I'm like 5'8 and a half. Average. You really kind of set that up. I was just because I'm not a giant like you two. I was just ready. I'm short. It was just kind of easy. Um. Anyhow, what was the question? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, the safeties. Yeah, I I think Shaheem Brown will be one. Yeah, and probably and Akeem Dent will be the other. If if I mean, I don't know why they would. If nobody else comes in, I don't know who else is even in the. Is McClellan? He's gone. Is he back? He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, who's, who's even at safety? Who are the other safeties to even choose from? Yeah, I mean, those were the four that played Travis last year. Travis J? Well, we've talked about maybe Travis J will be back at, at safety, so you'll well, have him as an option. I mean, hey, man. If not now. He was, he was not available this past season. I um, root for that kid because yeah. he's a talent. And he's come through it. And the fact he's still he was, here. Yeah. 
he's incredibly still here. It wouldn't shock me if he played some this year. I hope so, Ira. I hope wouldn't you're right me. about that, man. I mean, the fact that he's still here, there is real talent in there. If we think back to his misfortune on the field or his lack of success on the field, it wasn't because he was out of position. He just never made a play on the ball. Never. I think, yeah, I think his confidence got shelled. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, there's not a ton. I mean, that's why they you feel like there's a good chance they may go into the portal and, and try to get somebody. And they also, dude, you got a lot of other DBs that could move to safety. That's what I'm saying. And Renardo Green was a former safety. Um, they've got other guys that have the body type. You could see them moving. To, I mean, Maybe I, I think. Jarian? I don't know. And see, like, in Azaria, I'm sure it wants to be a corner for the NFL. But, man, that looks like a really nice college safety body, too. I don't know if that's even something. But if he consider. locks down another corner position, right. then you've got another body that you can move over there. Yeah. See, I agree with you there. And they've got guys coming in. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to find out what they do there. You're, maybe Renardo goes back to safety. Definitely a possibility. I mean, it, it's a yeah, distinct he, possibility. He's pretty good at corner, though. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just you have – he was really good, but if uh, Cypress is really yeah, good, Cypress if, coming if in. he comes in and yeah. is really good, and then let's say Azaria reaches his talent, those two could have that starting job, and you could move Bernardo back as he has experience. Yeah. It's a possibility. Some of the headlines, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV continues in a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. That was a meaty segment, guys. Mm. He's like 28 right there. We solved mm. the world's problems. We were able to debate. We were able to talk about talk through the position groups, talked about the schedule, the matchups. But I will Iron. remind everybody. Yeah, that's right. More, more famous Coreyisms. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. uh, I, I will say a reminder again. Uh, the the schedule comes out on Monday. I'm gonna know it's Monday night because they're making a show of it. I would expect a uh, healthy, meaty War Chant video on War Chant TV after the schedule is announced, where we will uh, discuss it. I, I think mean, they're definitely going to get a Friday night game, right? I mean, there, there's no way that ACC will not have one of their marquee programs be on a Friday night. I, I would think at least one. Like even in Clemson's hey hey day. They were always having to play Syracuse on a Friday night. I guess. I mean, I, I hate those Friday night games. I understand that uh, what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, I would assume they'll probably have at least one Friday night game. 
I would also say that uh, we'll have, I mean, the potential on Seminole headlines to do W&Ls on that Tuesday. Mm. After the big war chant response, right? we will be the first to be able to talk about it. Really you can go ahead and put it. me down for uh, 12 dubs. Yeah, I don't, you don't, I don't care, care how they don't care. Are you worried? Both of you have stated more than once of the importance of the LSU game. And I'm not ignoring the importance of it, but I, for whatever reason, don't like the feeling that if they lose that game, they're out of it. Because I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true. I just, I worry a little bit about how they handle it. Because they're going into a year now with real expectations. Yeah. And, you know, I they're, they're very confident. And when they lost the game this past season, they went to a three-game tailspin. Um, so I just that's that that to me is the bigger part, not the perception part. Mm-hmm. But can they recover quickly mentally? They should be able to. It's going to be a veteran team. Yeah, they've got enough kind of automatic wins in there, Corey. I mean, I think they just do. Like until it depends on where they put the Clemson game, but you have a chance to rattle off a bunch of wins in a row before you have to go play on the road against Clemson, whenever that's going to be. Probably yeah, five, but there's, there's just no margin for error, right? If you lose to LSU, if you beat LSU, you can lose a game in the conference and still have a chance. That is true, Whether yeah. it's at Clemson or – but if you lose to LSU, you have to win out, and that includes beating Clemson probably twice, which is a tall order. I would say this, though. If, if I'm at the ACC headquarters and I look at what Florida State's becoming and I know what the numbers Florida State generates as a, as a promising positive team in college football – I'm going to try to take care of those two teams to get them to that game where, where I'm, not, yeah. I'm not screwing either one of those teams going into that so game. Agreed. It'd be nice if the ACC looked at it that way. It Let's would be nice. Let's see if they <laughs> take a good long look at that like they situation. Don't to, yeah. They don't need to be going two straight road trips before that game or something just ridiculous. Uh, and Vino Veritas writes, if NIL was in place back in 2010, how much money would Moses McCray be worth as the brand ambassador for Peloton? Well done, sir. <laughs> Go tell it to Moses McCray. I but love it. Can you get your own, like, customized course? Like, they would have been, that would have been the endorsement, Moses course. Like, where Moses is riding to. Man, I love and that. Think guy. about Jameis with, like, uh, Crab Shack or something. Or, or just... Publix himself, like my, my crab legs are so good at Publix. I got it wherever he was, wasn't he at Publix? Yes, or? he was at Publix. Yeah, yeah. Think so, that I mean, he would. I mean, Jameis would have gotten. He might have had to deal with Nike, but uh, yeah, I think the crab that that would have been great. Uh, Nate wants to know: Is the Platinum Bohica delivery staff ready to go? We don't need any screw ups like microphone issues. I can't. I'm not going to jail for this, guys. Again, I'm not going to jail for what this. What if you just came to the press conference with it and put it on the podium before Jim came down. and sat down? Like a bottle of water. Yeah. He just thinks it's always there. <laughs> what is this, what is this I, structure? I, I think he would be alerted to the fact that this is not always there. Uh, for the people on the video, if I were to walk up to the dais there and just set that thing down, and here he is like, what in the world? <laughs> what? It's fine. It's you know? fine, man. He's in Miami. He sees stuff like that all the time. He would be like startled. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you can't. You know, I'm just again. I've worked hard in this profession for a very long time. I'm not going to get arrested and be talked about for the wrong reasons. All right. While he's doing the press conference. Okay. Mm. So the way that this all works is after games, coaches go talk to their players in the locker room. Mm. Then the head coach will come talk to the media. 
while the players finish, you know, shower, get dressed, whatever. While the press conference is going on, you could have left it out by the locker door. <laughs> so when he gets back, he makes that yeah. long walk back He's after losing for 10 straight times. That thing. Yeah. And there it is sitting inside. Maybe with he a trips note. on it. You could leave a little note, it. a little uh, thank you note. Oh, my goodness gracious. I want to answer another question so that we don't continue to think about this. Odds that Fitz is still the place kicker next year. They did bring in uh, a transfer mm -hmm. from Etsu, right? ETSU, yep. baby. So there's some good competition there. Mm -hmm. I I'm, I believe in Fitzy. I think Fitzy's going to come out and win it. That's what I think. I'm um, going to say 51%. I will say that I, I'm not rooting against him because I thought he overcame an awful lot this year. You know he did I mean? change his kicking approach during the season. Mm -hmm. You'd like to think maybe having a full offseason kicking that way will help him. We'll see. Um, they didn't bring that kid in for nothing, though. Like, that's going to be a real competition. It has to be. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. That's yeah. the theme, the entire theme. The through line of all of this is spring is going to be great because you have competition at so many positions. Even at quarterback, not for the starting job, but the backup job. You've got yeah. real competition across the board. you got it on the offensive line. you got it on the defensive line. Whether some Some of the time it's for the starting reps. Some of it's for the backup reps, but either way, the elevation of competition makes you better. The great defenses that we've seen in this sport have benefited greatly from going against very good offenses in practice, but also the competition within the segment groups for playing time elevates everybody's play. So this is first time in a long time where I think Florida State's going to have intense competition across the board. And the other nice thing it gives you when you get to that level as a program, and this is an ancillary thing that we don't talk about a lot because it's really only the really good teams have it. But when you've got good players on the scout team, that's a big deal. Yeah. Because now you're getting a good look. Good and point. and when you're down, the way Florida State had been down for so long, there was no talent on that side of the ball to really see what they had. This year, that talent on the scout teams will be good, too. I'm waving goodbye to Corey Clark. You don't get to counter that point. That's a good one to end on. Thanks, Ira, Corey. We love I you. Agree. Love you guys. Love you guys. For uh, the two gentlemen here, I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be well. Talk to you soon. Go Noles tonight. Let's get that Bohica.